Well, hello and welcome to Third and Long. And wasn't it great to hear Let Me Out by Electric Mary to get us up and about? We're Australia's newest podcast series, providing you the 360-degree access, all areas to things NFL with an Aussie twist. Now, Third and Long is brought to you by Little Birdie TV and topsport.com.au. And I'll welcome in my fellow panellists in Paige Cardona. How are you going, Paige? Corey, we're back again, mate. I tell you what. Pretty pretty amped up after an awesome week two of NFL. Um, plenty to get through today and uh, no doubt lots to look forward to for uh, week three. There is lots to look forward to and welcome in uh, MG, Marco. How are you going, mate? Good, Corey. Yourself? How did week uh, two treat you? Plenty of highlights? Uh, yes, I didn't wake up very early Monday morning to the Pittsburgh Steelers doing me no favours at all. But outside of that, no, there were lots of cracking games and I know that we're going to Pull them apart in detail, Marco. Yeah, it was good. It's uh, it's a good weekend that you start on the Friday now, and we just finished up a couple of hours ago watching uh, Green Bay return to form. So uh, we've got plenty to dissect, and uh, you know it's only three days away to get ready for uh, the next game as well. And that's the great thing about it. How can you not love this time of year? And look, later on, we'll be joined by Top Rope for all things betting uh, NFL uh, to, with their segment to the house. Don't know if he's got a, as big a head wobble as what he did last week where he where he's pretty much undefeated with his tips. I don't think he was as good this week. But before we get to that, we'll head over to Paige. It's been a big week Great in football. News. And what's doing the rounds after a huge week two of the NFL season? Oh, boys, what a week in football. I get a feeling I'm going to say that a lot <laughs> this year. But uh, I tell you what, three games decided by a kicker in the dying seconds of the games. We had Washington win at home over the uh, New York Giants. We had the Vikings lose at home to the Cardinals. And the Cowboys won it in a thriller uh, to beat the Chargers. Uh, Marco, your thoughts on the game uh, in, at the uh, at, at Vikings? The Cardinals on the road, that game just was a... a just back and forth all day and um, had the opportunity to win it and the kicker missed. Yeah, it's uh, it might come back to Hornham as well now, going down 0-2 uh, and gifting uh, Arizona the 2-0. and um, Yeah, it was only a chip shot too, Paige. It should have uh, been eaten, so hopefully he's still on the, uh, on the team for, ne- for next week. You might get the note in the locker. <laughs> <laughs> it was a regulation uh, kick, wasn't it? And, um, yeah. But, uh, Corey, the Cowboys uh, kicked to win it. Not so regulation. That was from serious distance. It is amazing when you look at it. It's, uh, I suppose, in the, especially in the NFL, it's the quarterbacks that get all the, they're the glitz and the glamour. But I tell you what, the one position on the ground I don't envy being, and it's being a kicker that you could, you either be the hero, it's either hero to zero, and uh, that was evidence on the on the weekend, I suppose, with the. The Cowboys the week before, no good missing those field goals, field goals, I should say. And then to come on and kick a 56-yard field goal to win it with the game on the line was amazing. 
Over in uh, for the Tampa Bay Bucks, well, they have shown no signs of a Super Bowl hangover. Um, I'm particularly impressed by uh, Rob Gronkowski. He's looking ageless for a guy who briefly retired in the 2018 season and then uh, finished with an 8-for-90 receiving game with two touchdowns uh, in Week 2. Marco, what were your thoughts on the game? The Bucks, they're just, they, just, they just look so sharp still, don't they? Yeah, amazing what a uh, preseason does to you all together. Um, they haven't missed a beat. I know they probably haven't played a great great many teams yet at the moment. Um, but, yeah, the Gronk, he's like a good racehorse. They're trying to put him out for a year, and he's uh, he's come back with uh, fresh legs. So, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, Tampa Bay is stacked at the moment, aren't they? And they're up and running, and everyone just has to do their job. And at the moment, they're getting it done, but uh, they've got a good test coming up this week. Corey, Tom Brady thrown, uh, well, sorry, threw five touchdown passes uh, in week two. He said during the week that he would easily, well, he'd easily play till he was 50. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, If there's one thing in life I think we've all learnt not to do is doubt what Tom Brady says. And if he says he's going to play to 50, I wouldn't write him off. Will he do it? I don't know. But I think the Bucks. I think that game on the weekend was either the eighth or ninth game in a row where they put up more than 30 points. And I think the, the last two teams to do that, surprise, surprise, were the New England Patriots, I think, in 2007 and 2010. So they're on a, they're on a tear. And as Marco said, it's amazing what you do with a good preseason. Well, Brady has now tied with Dan Marino for the second longest streak of consecutive regular season games with at least four touchdown passes. So he is absolutely aging like a fine wine, Tom Brady. But over to Sunday night football, there was a thriller between the Chiefs and the Ravens. And I said last week that Lamar Jackson might just be uh, waking up having nervous and cold sweats having to face Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. But the Ravens at home against all odds, Marco, they got the chocolates, didn't they? Yeah, big win coming from behind too, Paige, wasn't it? They were, uh, they were down away from home uh, and with their season potentially becoming 0-2 as well. Uh, and Lamar Jackson just threw the team on his shoulders really and uh, dragged him across the line. Really impressive win. Um, you know, he hadn't beaten Mahomes before, so he gets that out of the way. I think they gain real confidence from that going forward. The Chiefs... You know, they'll dust themselves off and come back. You know, I think it was a high-octane game. Uh, and, you know, both will be there at the pointy end of the season, I think. But, uh, yeah, well done to uh, uh, Jackson and the Ravens. It was a big win. Corey, backs to the wall kind of stuff. Ravens have got the biggest injury list right now in the NFL. Um, they they had a pretty shaky start. And it looked like, as Marco said, they were staring down the barrel at an 0-2 uh, start. But Lamar, he just, he just he went berserk, didn't he? Well, I think one of the biggest takeaways for me out of that game is right at the end of the game when uh, I think Lamar went over and he went to Jim Harbour and they, I mean, there was that crucial play at the end of the game and I, my mind couldn't help but think, wouldn't, uh, <laughs> wouldn't Rogers love a coach like that where he got backed it right at the end of the game? And the amount of confidence that Lamar Jackson will take out of that to have a, such a significant play with all the, all the marbles on the line. And the other one, I don't know, we're only talking about Baker Mayfield the week before. You know I mean? When you get your moment in these big games and take your opportunity, there's the difference in the two quarterbacks and probably why we're probably more bullish on the Ravens at the moment. I'm going to give a special shout-out to the uh, the Ravens rookie defensive end, Odaf Awe, who got the Chiefs running back, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, in, 
in the dying moments, caused the spill, recovered the ball with a minute 20 to go, basically gave the ball back to the offence and allowed uh, Lamar to uh, get a chance to run out the victory. So pretty impressive stuff there from the Baltimore Ravens. But moving on, speaking about a team who was uh, pretty down on their luck in week one, bounced back emphatically, the, uh, the Bills. They are back, Marco. What did you make of this drubbing? Yeah, my early tip for the uh, Super Bowl, they were uh, pretty ordinary week one, weren't they? So uh, they had to bounce back a bit like Green Bay. Um, and, you know, it wasn't an easy assignment on paper going in. Uh, they were only three and a half point favourites going down to Miami. Um, you know, it wasn't helped by Miami losing their quarterback, but uh, they were both sides of the ball just dominant. When you see a scoreline of 35 to zero, uh, you see a fair stretch between. So I think Miami have got some issues. Uh, we didn't know where they were at the start of the year, and I just think uh, they're, they're a middle-of-the-road team right now. But uh, Buffalo got the job done, and they're back on track. Uh, Corey, Buffalo, they had six sacks, including a pair from rookie Gregory Rosario uh, and 11 QB hurries. They were just all over the Dolphins, weren't they? Yeah, it was probably, I think it was interesting coming into this week. We didn't know whether it was an aberration uh, week one with the Bills. And I think when we discussed it during the week, maybe the Bills had got a little bit ahead of themselves going into the, the first game of the season and they had a bit of a reality check. And this is probably the Bills that we probably expected the, the hype of the preseason, but they're just got to keep going now. The, uh, the Buffalo defence had a running game that averaged 4.8 yards per carry. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty big uh, load of heavy lifting there. But moving on now, finally, to the uh, return of the king, King Henry. He spearheaded the Tennessee comeback in arguably what was game of the, uh, of, of the week, an emphatic comfort-behind victory for Derrick Henry and the Titans. Marco, take us through it. What an incredible game of football. Yeah, this was this was if it wasn't game of the week, it was definitely uh, very close to it. Um, again, a great win away from home in probably one of the toughest places to win in football in Seattle. Uh, that crowd was insanely loud, and for them to get the job done um, on the back of Henry. Interesting stat there, Paige. That every time that Henry's had a really poor game, his next game's been out of this world, uh, and I think he's done it four or five times now, and he just showed again. So. Yeah, if you're facing Tennessee um, off a Henry bad week, get ready for him to run up and down the field. So he's done it again. His second half was unbelievable. Corey, speaking of the second half, the Seattle Seahawks, they took a 30-16 to 16 lead with about 13 minutes left on the clock. This game, for all reasons, looked done and dusted. Enter Derrick Henry. What did you make of his second half? You know, I must admit, like even watching this game, I, I know there were a couple of games on at that time, but I probably was more fixated on this game because in the pre-game, I thought it was such an interesting game. And yeah, I, for all intents and purposes, I, I thought Seattle would walk away from this game thinking they'd be scratching their heads how they lost the game. Well, in the end, we know how they lost it. They got the uh, the Titans just got on the back of the truck called Derrick Henry. And then, yeah, he was amazing in that second half. 22 carries for 147 yards and three touchdowns, an incredible stat line. But, boys, there's been a bit of hype after week two, and we're coming into week three now. And we always say, I don't, we, none of us really like to bet in the first two weeks. We like to get a gauge for how teams are performing, what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. But I want to ask you about two teams. Is the hype real for Derek Carr? And the Raiders. Corey, I'm going to start with you. 
we probably could have been forgiven for thinking that maybe the Raiders' week one uh, win over the Ravens was a bit of a fluke. But they've come out in week two now. It looks a lot more architected than that, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it looks like all, all I suppose over the last two years, it, it was not only going to be a big year for Derek Carr, but it was a huge year for, for John Gruden, old Chucky himself. And uh, look, in the first two games, Derek Carr, he's broken a franchise record for the, the, the most amount of passing yards for a Raider. And he, look, to go into these hostile environments like he did in Pittsburgh, they're the sort of games that Derek Carr, if he's going to go to the next level as a great player, if you can go into those places, it's... I don't, I don't think the height is building. Though that said, they play the Dolphins this week and could go three and zero. So, look, they've just got to keep getting the wins and it'll be amazing, especially with that new stadium, if they can keep it going. Imagine the playoffs in Vegas. That would be crazy. <laughs> they were two and six at home last year, which is incredible. But, uh, Marco, I'm going to ask you this. You've got Carr at QB. You've got Henry Ruggs finally starting to flash, you know, the brilliance and the hype that he was, um, you know, I guess delivering on as a first-round pick in 2020. You've got one of the best tight ends in the uh, in the league in Darren Waller. You've got Brian Edwards, Hunter Renfrio and Foster Mario who are all instrumental in that Raiders team. They all of a sudden have a lot of weapons, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um, yeah, I, I don't think their offense is necessarily uh, the, the question mark. I, th- I don't think there's a doubt there. As long as Carr looks after the ball, I think they'll they'll always put up plenty of points, uh, the Raiders. And, uh, you know, I, I've been more impressed with their defense early. Um, I think uh, they're getting good pass rushing in. Uh, it was a good win against Pittsburgh. The hype for this team will continue for at least one more week because at home they won't be dropping it to the Dolphins this week. Max Crosby uh, led the way for Las Vegas in pass rushing attacks. So pretty impressive stuff there. I think uh, the Raiders, uh, they've surprised a few. And, and you're right, Marco, we could very well see them 3-0 after week three. But I'm going to also ask you boys about the Panthers. We, we saw them tear through the Jets in week one. And we could have been forgiven for thinking that that was, you know, kind of flat track bully stuff beating up on a young, inexperienced team. But... Corey, they came into week two, and this was a serious measuring stick for them against the Saints, who looked pretty good in week one. They absolutely tore them to shreds. Yeah, I'm still not still not sure about Carolina, even though they got the coolest uh, pregame with that augmented panther that comes out. I think that would frighten the shit out of a lot of kids. Um, but look, I, and again, I don't know whether it's the case with the New Orleans Saints. So it was this week for them like Buffalo in week one? Did, did they get ahead of themselves after a good win? We don't know, but they were definitely off after having a great win the week before. Their uh, their front seven look look pretty impressive, but their uh, defensive uh, side of the ball, Marco, four sacks, 10 QB hits. They made Jameis Winston look second rate this week, didn't they? We've kind of seen the best and the worst now of, of, uh, of Winston and they looked pretty good on D. Yeah, Paige, I agree with Corey. I think uh, I, I think it's more about the Saints being up and down more than the Panthers at this stage. And I don't think we'll really learn much more going into week three against Houston, who have got quarterback issues. So I, I just think right now, I just think you ride, ride the wave on the Panthers. I think they've got, uh, got, got a good solid team. I'm not sure how good they are. And it's more about their opposition that they're winning at the moment. But uh, yeah, no complaints on the Panthers either side of the ball at the moment. 
they're going to have to, uh, any team this year is going to have to take care of Christian McCaffrey because another 137 scrimmage yards, a, a touchdown on 30 touches. He is in great nick and looks like he might be an early contender for comeback player of the year. But thanks very much, boys, for discussing all of the week two action. And we'll be back next week for front page news to discuss what's happened after week three. Welcome back, guys. Now it's time for the segment To The House. It's brought to you by topsport.com.au. It's family-owned and operated for 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with topsport.com.au. It's time now to bring in our man, Nick Top Rope Tedeschi. Uh, he's fresh off a 5-0 and start week one, and he's backed that up with a solid three out of uh, six this week. Top Rope. How are you? Uh, yeah, up and about. We're, we're, we're into the NFL season now. Two weeks down. We've got the rhythm rolling. It's uh, oh, thoroughly enjoyable, uh, MG. Just, uh, you know, as delightful as you're looking back there, though, great man. It's uh, not having quite got the uh, pizzazz of OB in the in the bow tie from Brownlow nights uh, in that sitting in front of the bar there. Yeah, we're dressing down a bit. <laughs> Couldn't get... <laughs> Couldn't find the tuck stop rope being in lockdown and everything like that. So just just a casual NFL look today. Perfect. Well, NFL is a morning game over here. So, uh, you know, roll out of bed and rock and roll. Uh, luckily, uh, yeah, unlike most of the uh, early viewing, got pants on for this one. So that's something. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, before we get into reviewing the uh, seven games, we've got the TV games we'll go through with Top Rope. We'll just quickly put up the graphic for uh, the bookie wrap for week two so everybody can just see where we're at. Uh, this week, week two, there was 11 favourites uh, compared to uh, only, what did we have, five, uh, seven last week, didn't we? We had uh, seven line covers and it was an even split on the totals, eight out of 16. So there you can see the season wrap. We're only early into it, but uh, favourites made a bit of a comeback this week, which was good. Uh, onto the graphic for week two of To The House with uh, Top Ropey. Six selections last week. You can see there up on the screen, he went three out of three. Um, you know, some close beats there, Top Rope. How did, how, how did we uh, we find them? We kicked off well with the Giants. Uh, Miami was no good. Just lost the total there in the Rams-Indy game. That was ha- disgusting. That was a, that was absolutely one of the more disgusting losses if you've uh, if you if you if you've seen that one. Uh, what do we have? We had ten six at halftime. Uh, so looking uh, pretty good there. And then just some of the absolutely ridiculous touchdowns uh, and two-point conversions lobbing that, uh, you know, the the defensive fumble return off the botched punt was (laughs) next level. So uh, leave me out of that. I still think we're on the right side. I've lost the bet, but we're on the right side. Sounds sounds like an early contender for a bad beat there in the bad beat file there, top rope. It, it might be an early contender, but the way things uh, historically go, MG, it uh, won't be a thin folder and won't be the last bad beat. So. <laughs> no, there's too many games to cover this year. I'm sure as the year goes on, we'll find plenty. The easiest watch of the weekend, I thought, was uh, the main game where everybody chips in on the uh, our Tuesday morning game, the Green Bay-Detroit. They uh, I think they got over the total pretty much in the third quarter there, top rope. That was the easiest watch for the week. Early on, always tracking over. It was very helpful that Detroit kind of bounced to an early lead uh, as well. So Green Bay were were, were chasing and, and had plenty of points. So they weren't going to take the foot off the throttle. So uh, nice, easy watch that one. 
All right, let's get into uh, the seven games we've got ahead in week three coming up. We kick off only in a few days here. The first game is Carolina at Houston. It'll be on our time Friday at 10.20 a.m. This will be on ESPN Live. Uh, the current line here, top rope, is Carolina Panthers favourite at minus 7.5, total of 43.5. Uh, the 2-0 and Panthers get no better chance now to uh, go 3-0 with Houston got quarterback issues. Yeah, I... Um... Yeah, pleasing to see Thursday Night Football's return to its normal quality of game with uh, with this one. Uh, yeah, very uninspiring game. Of course, you can bet on it, and of course, I will be. That's uh, not a lot of not a lot of strong this year. Carolina, uh, few injuries, particularly defensive. And there's no way I'm taking Sam Darnold laying seven and a half points in the road. I can tell you that right now. So uh, Carolina also four and thirteen against the Spurs of the road. So probably lean towards Houston here. They've covered six or seven as a dog, but a lot the the loss of Tyrod Taylor is is particularly worrying. Also, plenty of defensive injuries and wide receiver injuries as well. Best bet in this one probably the under Carolina seven to one under off a win, five and one under as a road favourite. Uh, Houston four and one under into winning teams. Going to Davis Mills at quarterback. Uh, yeah. I, I think they're going to struggle to score points, so I can see a very low scoring game in this one. Thoughts there, Paige? Look, Carolina at Houston, look, a bit of a problem there with Tyrod Taylor's hamstring. And um, look, I, I just, I don't feel confident in Houston whatsoever at the moment. I don't think really anybody can. And it looks as though, and we spoke about it before on the show, that Carolina really could be off to a 3-0 start here. So I feel pretty confident going with them and uh, particularly considering the Panthers have only allowed league low 190 yards per game i like that and i don't think the uh the the houston texans are going to get any close anywhere close sorry to them uh this week and considering tyrod taylor is going to be a day-to-day proposition yeah look for mine carolina seem like they've got everything going in the, in the one direction at the moment and uh be a surprise three and zero team Game two, we've got the Chargers visiting Kansas City. Uh, this will be on, this kicks off our Monday schedule at three a.m. This will be on live uh, ESPN channel here. KC uh, current favourites at minus six and a half on the line. High total here, top rope fifty five and a half. Uh, KC off a loss at home. Uh, how do you see this one shaping up? Uh, I, I, I will uh, put this in my top tier of uh, bets in this one. Uh, the- Los Angeles Chargers plus six and a half. Absolutely outstanding bet here. Uh, I mentioned it last week. I'm going to be mentioning this for about the next three months, so buckle down. Uh, Divisional road underdogs in the first half of the season, September to November, have an ROI plus 8.6%. They are absolute money. September divisional dogs hit a big number. Road underdogs off a loss, cover at 57%. Huge angle here. September divisional underdogs who missed the playoffs last year as in the LA Chargers, 27 and 10 against the spread. Chargers covered 8 of 11 on the road, 38 and 15 against the number as a road dog. Kansas City, two of their last 12 as a favourite, one of their last seven at home. I am backing the Chargers and I am backing them big. Jeez, going against. Is Pat Mahomes not lost a game in September? Is that a true stat? He lost last week. He lost Uh, last week. (laughs) <laughs> he's so, lost one there's one <laughs> I think it might be his first <laughs> loss but uh, look I'm, so I'm, back, going, I'm not saying the Chargers are going to win the game but I think the, the plus six and a half is money thoughts on this game Paige oh divisional rivals uh, both staring at an, a one and one start 
Chiefs un, uh, almost unlucky uh, not to be, you know, two two and zero here. Um, and on the flip side, they're you know equally as lucky not to be zero and two. So it's it's going to be a pretty interesting game this one, uh, Corey. How how do you see this one playing out? No, I think Kansas will. We'll get their act together, even though it was pretty funny in the preseason page. I don't know if you remember back, Patrick Mahomes was nearly talking about going undefeated, a bit like how you talk about the Bucks, by the way. <laughs> um, so, look, but no, I think they were exposed a little bit in week two uh, by the Ravens. Obviously, it was a great game. But, uh, yeah, I- I'm predicting that Kansas will get their act together and, uh, and they'll they'll start to roll home. Yeah, defence defense tightens up in a shootout, I reckon. Next match is New Orleans visit New England here. Also a 3 a.m. game. This will be shown on 7 Mate in Australia. Current line is New England Patriots at minus 3 flat. And the total here is very low here, 42 flat top rope. So how do we see here? Not many points. The Patriots haven't given away much uh, early in the first two games. No, they haven't. But they have already played Miami and the New York Jets. So uh, not a huge amount to go off there. Uh, look, leaning towards the under, I will be playing the under with a low total here, not big, but I'll be, be playing it uh, small. But I, I, I do like New Orleans in this spot here. Uh, the money's already come from at the plus three. That's that's certainly firmed in. Uh, the Saints covered 22 of 29 as a dog, 22 of 30 as a road dog, 38 and 17 spent on the road. Uh, look, there's not much to go against the Pats here, but they are 2 and 10 against the number of a win. And they've covered just three of their last 11 as a home favourite. So uh, back in the Saints here with throw, not a lot of about the Saints, but I think they've got a bit more scope for for, for points, I think with Kamara there, than the Pats who are just going to solely rely on defence to win this game. So uh, it may happen, but I think a bit of value about the Saints here. I wouldn't be surprised if this jump two and a half. Paige, what are your thoughts on this game? New Orleans, New England. Tell you what, we've we've really seen the the disparity in between, you know, arguably the best of James Winston and the worst, and and that's going to be a bit of a problem, I think, week to week. We're not going to really know what we're going to get with Winston, and I think that's probably been the biggest issue with him in the past is that we haven't really known which which type of uh, QB arrives. Um, but you know the Pats—they've only allowed 11 and a half game, uh, 11, 11 and a half points per game with five interceptions uh, in the first two weeks. So there's a little bit there, but uh, I don't predict this one to be high scoring whatsoever. But what, do you, what about you, Corey? How do you see this game panning out? Yeah, that points total of 43 points—that that that might be a good one to have a little bit of a dabble at. But again, like you said, we. we We've probably seen the Jameis Winston at the moment. Um, third week in, might be like the little girl with the curl. When he's when he's good, he's going to be really good. And when he's bad, he's terrible. And uh, he's going to have to get his act together against uh, New England and, and Bill Belichick this week. Yeah, I think it, this one's going to come down to the team which commits fewer turnovers for me. And it's definitely nothing like the, the uh, Drew Brees and Tom Brady era, that's for sure. Okay, next match, Tampa Bay Bucks, the defending Super Bowl champs, travel out to California to take on uh, Los Angeles Rams here. Uh, this is a 6.25 game live on ESPN. Our current line here is Tampa Bay, just shading favourite at minus one flat. Again, a high total here, top rope of 56 flat. This could be close to game of the week, top rope, two undefeated sides. How do you see this one? Yeah, tremendous game. And plenty of you are picking this to be the NFC. Uh, Championship game. Uh, Lean towards the Bucks here. Numbers kind of pretty suitable for both sides here, but uh, 
Tampa Bay have covered their last four against a winning team, covered five of seven off scoring 30-plus. The Rams, they have failed to cover their last eight as a home dog. So uh, I, I do think the Bucks are a better side, so uh, we're backing them at the small minus. But best bet in this one on what I think might be the highest total of the year so far, uh, I'll be backing the over. Uh, 26 and 10, the over when Tampa Bay on the road, 21 and 6 when they play in conference, uh, 8 and 1 when the Rams are a, uh, are a dog. Uh, so I will be betting the over 56 one. I can see shootout written all over this one. Uh, Brady v Stafford, plenty of wide receiver talent. Uh, love the over this one. Paige, this one will be an absolute cracker. How do you see it? Look, <laughs> you've got both teams that are 2 and 0. This is a, a possible NFC Championship preview between the Buccaneers and the Rams, and, and definitely my highlight of the schedule. Um, and the Rams were actually the last NFC team to beat the Buccaneers. So that was a 27 24 matchup last year. I just have a, a sneaking suspicion that. This, and I've said before that, you know, the Bucks could foreseeably be 10-0 going into playing the uh, the Chiefs in, in week 11. But, gee, I might have gone real early here because the Rams might just beat them. They are shit hot at the moment. They are fantastic. And, like, I mean, Corey, you and I have been talking and banging on all week about, you know, how good Matt Stafford looks in LA. But do you reckon he's going to get his shot here to really show how good he is? I think, look, he will. And hang on, am I sensing that you've gone from saying that? No, no, I'm still in the Bucks. I'm still in the Bucks. I think the Bucks are still going to get it done. And now you're talking up LA, which, by the way, look, I'm excited to see Matt Stafford in games like this. This is what we wanted to see Matt Stafford in. I mean, like we've mentioned a number of times, coming from Detroit to get these big marquee games and it doesn't become any bigger than facing Tom Brady on your home deck. And... Look, I'm nearly sensing, Paige, this might be one for Matt Stafford to, to shine up and, and defeat them. Oh, I'll tell you what, both teams averaging more than 30 points a game. Um, that is massive. We could just see a, a monster, monster shootout. So uh, I think, yeah, back the overs in this one. Next game, see Seattle Seahawks travel to the Dome in Minnesota Vikings. This game is also a 6.25 a.m. game and will be shown on 7, mate, for Australian viewers. We have a Seattle favourite here, a way favourite at minus two flat. There's been a bit of money for them already top rope. I think they opened minus one and another high total of 56 flat. Uh, if uh, the game we just mentioned is not game of the round, this certainly will be uh, two teams with uh, high expectations. Minnesota under the pump at zero and two. How do you see this one? Yeah, a good angle on zero and two teams week three, actually, uh, MG. Zero and two teams versus an opponent with a better record, plus 14.7% ROI. Mike Zimmer, a plus 38.2% ROI outside of his division. Minnesota covered 19 of 26 as a home dog, 39 of 70 against the number of a loss. Seattle, one of their last six as a road favourite. Fair degree of confidence with uh, the Vikings in this one, in the plus, and hopefully... The money kept rolling for Seattle. Plus three would be delicious. Paige, another cracking game. How do you see this one panning out? Oh, look, you'd you'd hate to be a Vikings fan at the moment, and that's two back-to-back heartbreakers because of field goals. Like that is that stuff of nightmares. I can't put it any other way. But um, Kirk Cousins, he doesn't like the Seahawks. He's gone 0-3 since signing with Minnesota. I just unfortunately kind of see the pain continuing for 
for the Vikings here. The the Seahawks would be absolutely filthy about losing at home and in front of the 13th man. That noise, that's borderline unforgivable to allow, you know, what happened on their home deck last week against the Titans. Uh, they would be filthy about that and, and certainly I'm predicting a bit of a bounce back. But, Corey, your thoughts? Well, really, the Seahawks, in order to keep up in that NFC West division, they've really got to pull their finger out and get going. Even though they have fallen to the bottom now, and it's only after two weeks, and it sounds worse than what it is. But really, if you're going to keep up the pace in that division, they've really got to go to Minnesota and get a win. Okay, our second last match that we're covering here. Um, I tell you what, they keep coming top rope. This game is a cracker as well. We've got Green Bay traveling to California this time to take on San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the 49ers are pretty solid favorite here at minus three and a half. Mid-range total, uh, 49 back down to 48 flat. Um, Green Bay back bounced back very hard last week and San Francisco are rolling early. Uh, which way do you see this game in San Fran? No idea how this number is three and a half. Uh, this strikes me as uh, a flat three game in the entire way around. It's, the Niners have covered five of their last 26 as a home favourite. That is an obscene, obscenely bad record. Covered uh, just two of their last eight at home. The Packers, I, I had kind of pressed as one of the top tier NFC teams. I backed both these teams to win uh, at all in the NFC. It's a cracking game. Have to have something on the plus three and a half. Top play, though, even though the money has come for the under, uh, we'll be betting the over in this game. Look, everyone knows that the Packers are a big overs team. They've gone over 21 of 27 uh, of a win of 14 plus. Big over 10 September. Uh, good over spot, though, for the Niners, actually. Uh, over 14 and 6 when the Niners are favourite. 7 and 3 when they play a losing team, uh, which, of course, the uh, uh, Packers are not. So apologies to that one. Uh, and 4 and 1 when they're off a win. So, um I, I like the, the over in this one quite a bit. Paige, you'll be looking forward to this one. How do you see your team, the 49ers? Oh, come on. Red and gold until we're dead and cold. <laughs> Look, uh, I'm, I'm actually, I am absolutely predicting here the Green Bay Packers to be literally sent packing. They're, they are going to get an absolute football lesson this week. Let me tell you that. the uh, They struggled in the first half against Detroit. They were rinsed in week one by the Saints. And they're coming up against a very watertight defense that has been pretty uh, solid in the opening two weeks. But I know the Packers won at San Francisco last year. I get that. But we were absolutely ravaged by injuries, okay? That was not a fair fight. So now... Everyone's back on deck. Jimmy G's getting QB sneaks. I mean, come on. This is this is just – we haven't seen this from the San Francisco 49ers before. But uh, I'm, they're 2-0, the 49ers. And, Corey, I reckon we're going 3-0 this week. Yeah, I reckon you're right. It just seems like at the moment San Francisco are putting – all the pieces they're putting together, they got a lot of their good players back and um, they're injury-free at the moment. Jimmy G, well, if even in these big games, uh, we just got to get him to keep his head, and especially on a big stage of Sunday night football, can he expose the Packers' defense? Well, all will be found out, and I think your San Francisco 49ers will end up being three and zip. Okay, the uh, Monday night game in America, which you'll be seeing at Tuesday our time at 10.15 live on ESPN. We've got a divisional game here. 
cracking rivalry. Philadelphia Eagles v Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys at home, minus four flat favorite, and the total is 51 and a half. Top rope, both teams one and one. Uh, Dallas slightly the better here? Uh, no. No, I don't think so. Um, I, I'm, I, again, another game, I'm surprised that the, the line, uh, look, divisional road underdogs, September, November, not to repeat the number, huge angle. September divisional dogs who missed the playoffs, Philadelphia, tick. Philadelphia covered six of eight up for non-cover, but some numbers here that will show what a public team and what typically the Cowboys are as a bad bet. They have 22 and 47 against the spread as a home favourite. Covered just one of their last eight as a favourite, two of their last seven off a win. Mike McCarthy, zero and five against the spread as a home favourite last year. So uh, I will be on Philadelphia. Look, they've had uh, some pretty big injuries, including Brandon Graham. Uh, but look, the Cowboys have got plenty of injuries themselves, particularly to their defensive line. Lawrence Gregory out, a few more defensive linemen uh, are questionable this week. So pass rushes are going to be there. Can see Hurts having a decent game here. I'll, I'll be taking the plus. Fierce rivalry coming up for uh, Tuesday morning football page. How do you see this one panning out? What a cracker. This is a legit, like, thank you very much to the powers that be that have put this game together for us for Tuesday morning consumption. Uh, this is going to be awesome. Cowboys, they've played in two thrillers. We said that earlier in the show in the last two weeks, and I don't think week three is going to be any different. Um, the Eagles have, have lost their last three road games really at Jerry's world. So um, I think that that trend might continue. I'm, I'm really on the Cowboys again this week and they're just sort of starting to get it together. They're, again, unlucky in week one, got it done in week two only just. But Corey, what are you, what are you thinking about this game? Yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Cowboys. It, it seems like with these rivalry games and it's backed up by that little stat that you said with the Eagles, they've lost the last three go, road games uh, in Dallas and it just seems like when they always play these two games, it, Philly always seem to have the better of uh, Dallas when they play Dallas at home. And um, I don't know, I think even last week with Zeke being able to run the ball a little bit more. Yeah, the Cowboys were probably a tad lucky with a couple of calls that went their way, but they were good enough to go on the road and do it. And this one will be a cracker next Tuesday. Looking forward to Eli and Peyton once again. Yeah, they were awesome. Uh, it's always expect the unexpected with these two teams. And uh, yep. Jalen Hurts may be the difference, but I'm going to back Dak and, uh, Dak and his wideouts to get the, the job done. Okay, thanks, guys. That's a uh, wrap of the seven games that we've got on TV this week. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to get all things NFL punting, get along to uh, Little Birdie Pod. Uh, check out the To The House in the Little Birdie Shop to get top ropes. You can get them for $22 a week or the whole season for 344 All things NFL betting, uh, get to Little Birdie Pod for uh, top ropes To The House segment. Okay, guys, just time to check out Top Sports' uh, updated uh, Super Bowl odds now. We're only week two in. Uh, we'll just have a quick rundown here and get some thoughts from uh, the master top rope. So we've got the Bucks currently at $5.90. Uh, I've just taken slight favourites over the Chiefs now at $6. The Bills are solid after their win at $10. The Rams looking good at $11. 49ers join them at $11. Uh, the Browns into $13 after their win. Um, the Ravens and the Packers bring up 14 and 15. Top rope, you got any early uh, any changes or are you happy with the way the Super Bowl's going? What about uh, the new favourites, the Tampa Bay Bucks? 
Yeah, well, look, they've been highly impressive. Brady's got nine touchdowns in, in, in two games. They're absolutely rolling. The defence is rolling. Uh, they haven't had the toughest draw to start the season, but it hasn't been a couple of cakewalks either. Uh, yeah, they're open with the Cowboys who, who, who put up a game. And Falcons, we went to a couple of pick sixes late. Uh, look, I, I, I think the, the Chiefs are staying to present as a bit more value on the out to six bucks there. Uh, don't hate the Bucks at 590. Uh, who I do hate is the uh, Bills and Rams at 10 11. I think they're both way too short for where they're at. Uh, Niners are certainly trimmed up, and I think deservedly so. Question marks over another hefty injury toll, which is going to play a worry there. Uh, looking at the board, you know, I like Baltimore preseason, still like Baltimore. I thought Baltimore were pretty good against Kansas City. I know they got the win and a bit of luck there, but I just think the way their, their, their style of play kind of lends itself to. Some 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 matchup problems for other teams. I can see them having a big win here, and I, I, I yeah, come the cold of January, I think Lamar's running game is really going to going to be effective as well. So I um I still think they're the day at fourteen dollars. Yeah, the beauty about the Super Bowl top rope is it's very hard to um you know it's very open most years. It's very hard to have too many dominant favourites, and even when someone is dominating as years have gone by, the value seems to hold up going into the playoffs. You know, for, can you see someone even if they go on a bit of a run and maybe win you know 13, 14 games this year? Do you still think it'll pretty much be four, four fifty-five dollars the field heading into uh, I guess January? I just. The great thing about uh, the NFL, unlike the NBA or, or Major League Baseball or the NHL, is yeah, one, you're one and done. You can be the best team. You can be 13 and 3, 14 and 2, or whatever. Yeah, some great things have been out. You know, Patriots 16 and 0 lost the Super Bowl. So uh, I, I would be stunned uh, to see a team kind of yeah, shorter than kind of four bucks being the playoffs. Not, I'm not saying it'll be the Bucks or the Chiefs, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to see too many uh, shorter than that. Okay, there we have it. All right, so the next segment we're just going to move on to now is the betting part of our where we put the uh, a panelist to the sword, I guess. Um, each week, uh, the four of us are granted $100 from Top Sport and we all profits being donated to Corey's platform there, Walk With Me Online. Uh, as you can see from the graphic on the screen now, uh, we had a good week last week, Top Rope, going 4-0, so uh, very solid effort by the panelists. Uh, you can see that... Uh, we spoke about top ropes, uh, Green Bay over 48 and a half. Uh, Corey got the minus six, the Broncos. Myself, Houston over. And Paige picked the uh, the late winner, I guess, the Cowboys at plus three. So uh, very good results for week two. As I said, all proceeds going to walk with me online. Please check them out. Corey does some great work in the mental health space there. And we're going to try and help him out in week three. Top rope, lead us away. What have you uh, got for your $100 this week? I'm going with the Los Angeles Chargers plus six and a half. Okay, and just uh, I'll just read out Corey's and Pages. So Corey's going to take the Browns minus seven and a half for his hundred dollars. Page is having her 49ers, a bit of heart uh, betting there. I would have thought that minus three and a half. Top ropes against her this week, so someone will have uh, gloating rights next week. And my $100 is going to go on Tampa Bay Bucks at the minus one flat. So uh, anyone who following, we got off to a pretty reasonable start week one, two and two, four and oh, week two. So hopefully we can carry that forward to week three. And boys, we've got some Super Bowl tickets to give away to our Super Bowl party at the end of the season. Thanks to the guys at Third and Long TV. We got a winner this week. Jonathan Tonai got closest to the margin between Washington and New York. That was an absolute belter. So this week, make sure you jump on our Twitter page, 
reply to the tweet. We're going to put it out Thursday night asking you who's going to win out of Carolina at Houston. Make sure you give us your tip, the margin, and tag two mates to be in the running to win two tickets for you and a friend to come to our exclusive Super Bowl party at the end of the year. We'll see you then. Thanks, Paige. Well, I hope you enjoyed another show in the can. Thanks to our third and long crew. You can follow us on YouTube or find us at the Apple Store, on Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Remember all the socials at Little Birdie TV on Twitter and Instagram. And remember, for all your action can be found at topsport.com.au and invest wisely, punters, and enjoy week three.